Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Now let's get into episode 14 with Rachel Ruth Wright. And, and God spoke to me like that. And I felt so encouraged because he said, Rachel, forget all that. Mm. You know, I've got you on a, the path I want you on. And, um, and I'm going to take care of you and use you the way that I want to. And so I, I felt so encouraged. There are so many days life seems so overwhelming, especially these days. And today we're going to talk to Rachel Ruth Wright about being a purposeful mom. Rachel Ruth Wright was born and reared in Raleigh, North Carolina, the daughter of Anne Graham Lotz and granddaughter of Billy Graham. She's married to Stephen Wright, a high school football coach, and has three daughters. Her passion for leading children to Jesus and getting to know them into God's Word has compelled her to lead monthly missions, chapel at her children's school, to teach middle school children at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Coaches Camp, and help to inspire her mother's first children's book, Heaven, God's Promise for Me. Rachel Ruth feels compelled to pass the baton of truth to the next generation and to help others pass it also. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood podcast, Rachel Ruth. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as we're talking about the subject today, there are days that we can have so many things that, you know, bombard us in our daily life as a mother, not just being a mother, but being a wife, being a daughter. But I wanted to ask you, what do you think it means to be a purposeful mom? I was thinking, you know, to be a, a mom that loves the Lord, someone who um, is walking with the Lord daily, it's really being an intentional mom. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be intentional with your children. I, I feel like I see so many moms uh, nowadays who are just kind of busy with their own lives and and doing stuff like they're they're wanting to go out with their friends. They're you know think planning their next vaca- vacation. And, <laughs> And, and I'm like, but you have kids, you know, what about your kids? And the kids are almost an add-on. Right. And, and I, think as, I think as a believer, as a woman who loves the Lord and is following the Lord, we have to be intentional, purposeful mm-hmm. with raising our kids to be godly. And that is my passion. I mean, to raise my girls so that they love Jesus. There's really nothing Amen. else I care about. I mean, it's just that they would love the Lord, you know, and everything that they do. It's not just something they go to church on Sunday or, right. you know, know the right answers, but that it's in their heart. And and I think that is my, you know, heart's desire mm-hmm. is to be an intentional mom in that way. Right. I love what you said, because that's always been our prayer, because it's so easy for parents to just do the mundane, go to church every Sunday, and, you know, and it just kind of falls into that place. So piggy bank to what you just said, how would you suggest for us to raise our children in a purposeful way, in a manner that they not just become a church kid, but that they truly know and love Jesus with all their hearts. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, obviously we know prayer, it's one of our solid foundation, but being an intentional mom, how would you suggest that? I think I think the best way 
is to love the Lord yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you truly, when the parent, you know, the mom or the dad, sometimes it's not both parents, you know, just one that when you, I mean, you would hope that it's both, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying if you're in a situation where it's, it's not, which is a painful situation, but where, when you love the Lord with all of your heart and it's evident in everything you do as a mom every day. So you know, you get up, they see you doing your devotions in the morning, you know, throughout the day, you're talking about, oh, listen to what the Lord said to me. And the Lord's so good at, you know, in stopping when there's a difficult thing and say, hey, let's pray about that. Or let's, and, and that when my girls see me loving Jesus every day, then they know it's for real. It's not right. something that's just put on. And, um, and so it has to start with your own personal relationship with Jesus. And, if you're not living it in your home, then why would your kids, you know? And mm-hmm. that's why there's no, I don't drink any alcohol. Mm-hmm. I don't, I watch what I, I'm careful of what I watch, what I listen to, um, even the friends that I have. Uh, in everything I do, I want my kids to see that, um, that it's evident in my life, that it's mm. for real. And because kids, especially teens, they can spot a phony, you know, right. a mile <laughs> And so it's just so important to love the Lord. And then I just think it flows out, you know, right. it just flows out and your kids, um, then your kids want to see that. And, uh, and so I think that's uh, probably the biggest thing yeah. as well as, you know, been talking about the Lord all the time and reading scripture and making it exciting. So great. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes being a purposeful mom can naturally cause one to try to be the perfect mom and there is no perfect mom. And, you know, sometimes it could even be a burden to be perfect, obviously, but how can we navigate the difference between being purposeful versus having the burden of being a perfect mother? Well, I think, um, in fact, I was thinking about it yesterday because I was getting, I was like, oh, I should have been like this because now I've got a girl, my oldest daughter is going to college. Yeah. And then my second, my middle one is going to be a senior in high school. And then I've got one in eighth grade. And, and I was just thinking, I should have been like this. I could have been more <laughs> patient or I could have, you know, all these things that I could have changed. And, yeah. um, but I think... I've been very upfront, honest with my girls when I make a mistake, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I shouldn't, I raised my voice when I shouldn't have. And I, I spoke and I said these words and I didn't mean them, you know, I shouldn't have said that. So I've just always kind of been upfront with my girls Mm -hmm. um, in that way, because we are failures in so many ways, you know, and I, I think when, when we are, our genuine heart's desire is just to glorify the Lord and, and know that it's, he's the only good thing in me, you know, I mean, he's, he's everything. Yeah. Then I feel like, um, it takes some of that pressure off and, um, but we are going to make mistakes and, and, uh, and I think that's okay. As long as we know who we are in Christ, you know, that um, God's grace covers those things and, and he helps us. I feel like I try and learn from my mistakes. So if mm-hmm. I was, if I was impatient yesterday, today, I'm going to try and not be as impatient, you know, just mm-hmm. work on those things, but not beating ourselves up, which is easy right. to do. Right. Now, when you became a first time mom, what was your understanding of becoming a mother? 
<laughs> it was zero. I had zero. I didn't babysit growing up. All these people, like my, even my roommates in college would just be like, oh, look at the little baby. I'm like, what's the big deal? I mean, I just didn't, I wasn't somebody that was drawn to babies or kids or anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when I was pregnant, I was actually nervous about that. I didn't know what a onesie was. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know how to put a diaper on. <laughs> I mean, I was clueless. And right. so I just kind of freaked out. And I remember telling my mom and my grandmother, uh, when I was like, why do all these people look at me? Because they could tell I was pregnant because I was huge. They would look at me and be like, oh, you're having a baby. I was like, why are they excited for me? You know, <laughs> and, um, but, but oh my goodness, the second my daughter was born, I melted. I just melted. And you know, I, I, held, I remember holding all three of my girls in the hospital, laying there, just looking at their faces. And, and I shared the gospel with them. That, one, that was my first thing. Oh, it's beautiful. Hear, even though, you know, they didn't understand. Right, right. I told them that Jesus loved them. He died on the cross to take away their sins. You Amen. Know, and I uh, could come into their lives and transform their lives. And, um, and then I, you know, would sing... Jesus loves me. Everything. You just want mm-hmm. all the little things going into those newborn ears to be about Jesus. So, right. Um, but, but then it was, you know, learning, you know, all about diapers and onesies and all that stuff. <laughs> night. But um, it's a quick, you know, crash course, but, but I loved it. <laughs> now, why is it important for us moms to be purposeful in our day to day? Obviously, there are days that you're like, oh, I just don't want to do this. It's so much, you know, but why do you think it's so important? Well, uh, there's two ways you can look at it. As a parent, it's important because we want to maintain that godly example for our kids. I mean, we really don't want to let up ever. You just always want to be um, mindful every day that you've got, whether it's little kids or teenagers watching you you want to give that, you know, be, be godly in, in the way that you live your life. But then also, just as a woman of God, you know, we mm-hmm. want to grow and love the Lord. And when you see what's happening in our world right now, mm-hmm. in fact, just this week in North Carolina, where I am, we were on vacation with my family on beachfront and experienced a hurricane. The hurricane mm-hmm. came through. I've never in my life heard winds like that. I mean, wow. it, was, it was scary. But, and then that same night, because of the hurricane, a tornado was coming at us. I didn't actually come oh to goodness. right where our house was, but it was, it was a couple miles away. And then we come home from experiencing that, come home from the beach, and there was an earthquake on Sunday morning. In oh North my Carolina. goodness. It was shaking like this in my house. We never have them here. I mean, it was the first time in a hundred years. Wow. And, and so all this stuff, and then you look at what's happening with Antifa and Portland and It is not an easy time to live. And so why did God choose us to live in the very last days of human history? Mm. And so we are are called almost more so than anybody else in human history. We're called to a higher calling. We we have got to be a light to people in our world right now. And, And so that means we need to be getting up, spending time with Jesus in the mornings, praying, being in our Bible so we can hear him speak to us and, and help us because I think the enemy, we see him with the, the rioters and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the unseen world, you know, right. where the spirit of discouragement can come in or the spirit of anger or whatever these evil right. spirits. Come yeah. And we have to be on guard. And, and we do that just by those, those disciplines of staying in the word, praying, 
and um and then and then it just flows out into our yeah. families and friends. it's so true i completely agree with you because i mean obviously the word of god lives in us and we have to you know let us just practice that in our daily lives and just flow through us naturally. And he said, especially these days in, in the natural, you see all the different attacks and it's so easy, you know, for the enemy and you hear there's a spirit of depression, spirit of darkness, you know, um, that's so easily coming over upon families, upon marriages, and especially in Christian families, because that's what the enemy seeks to do to destroy Christian families and Christian marriages. So what are some things that moms can do to be purposeful in your day-to-day? Well, I think it's like I was saying, it's to start off in scripture, you know, start mm-hmm. off praying. In fact, the way I do it is I get up and I pray first. Like mm-hmm. I'll pray, pray through my day, pray, or you know, I always start off praising the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I go into just praying through my day, praying for my girls or for my mom or family, whatever, and, and, and friends and whatever the Lord puts on my heart. And, um, and then, you know, really pray for the things that I'm struggling with or I'm dealing with. And then I ask the Lord to speak to me, you know, during when I open up my Bible or when I do my devotion, I have little devotionals that I read every day. And um, in so many times, it's that kind of communication where I do right. that and all of a sudden he speaks to me. And um, in fact, just to be honest, yesterday... I was, I woke up and I was struggling a little bit with feeling inadequate, you know, just mm-hmm. feeling like, um, um, like sometimes I almost feel like the runt of my family, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like I've got, I had an older brother, older sister, and then, and then I come through and I was kind of like the spaz and the ADD kid <laughs> and everything. And, um, and so I was just talking to the Lord about that. And I know it was just the enemy trying to tell me, you know, you're not good enough. You can't do this, this, this. And then in my devotions and two different things that I read, yeah. it was saying the same thing. I know it was the Holy Spirit telling me that he takes the poor things of the world and makes them rich. And I wasn't mm. thinking of finances, but I was thinking, you know, whether it's not being smart enough or, mm-hmm. or you know, not being organized enough or all mm-hmm, the little mm-hmm. little things that can happen. And, and God spoke to me like that. And I felt so encouraged because he said, Rachel, forget all that. Mm. You know, I've got you on a, the path I want you on. And, um, and I'm going to take care of you and use you the way that I want to. And so I, I felt so encouraged. And, and I wouldn't have felt that way if I hadn't done my devotions. I would have stayed in that discouragement yesterday. And, right. and so I think when we have that personal time with the Lord, it's vital, you know, every day. And then... That Christian fellowship, I think, is really important. And mm-hmm. you know, I see a lot of um, my friends, different people that I know, that um, I see them brought down by the people, the, the other women they're hanging out with, you know? Right. And, and they can, like, if they, they're with me, we'll talk about the Lord and they'll grow But then, then they go off with these other people and they're just dragged down into doing mm. worldly things. Mm. And, um, and so I try and surround myself with, People like-minded that, right yeah, that love the lord and i think there's something to that and right. i think it's important that we have that and um so um so anyhow i think those are a couple things that that we can do yeah um you know 
Well, let's talk a little bit about the Proverbs 31 women. I mean, being an intentional mom, we know that there's so many things that comes into play and we literally have to kind of set our mind to be purposeful and intentional in our daily activities with our children because we are our greatest models to our children, right? And so when we talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, what do you think it really takes to be a Proverbs 31 woman? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I know it's kind of overwhelming, but um, in fact, this is a funny story. My mom's assistant who we just love, she's been her assistant forever and ever. um, We were at her birthday party when I was just our family and, and theirs and sitting around and her husband who it was just so funny he went through Proverbs 31 because we always give scripture yeah. to each other and he was like no you're not that no you're not that person we were rolling and, uh, and so anyhow it's just kind of been a joke ever since in the Proverbs 31 woman you know who is a Proverbs 31 woman but I think there's little nuggets in Proverbs 31 that that you can apply to yourself. So when, you know, every mom knows what it is to stay up late, to get up early, you know, and working hard, whether it's making lunches, you know, I just can't stand packing lunches for school. (laughs) Like I was content having peanut butter and jelly from kindergarten through 12th grade. (laughs) And my kids are doing something new every week. I'm like, peanut butter and jelly. But um, but anyhow, I think, um, you know, um, oh, now I've lost my train of thought thinking about peanut butter and jelly. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, oh, the Proverbs, that we're always doing stuff. We're always right. working hard and, you know, trying to do our best. And, and it says that you're honored at this city gate, you know, and or the people call you blessed. And, and, um, and you know, I think if we we're not trying to be this perfect mom, because then we, we get worn out, we, we collapse, you know, right. we're just doing the everyday what we know what we can do. You know, I know I'm not organized. I know I'm not going to be the team mom you know, that, yeah. <laughs> that organizes everything. It would be a disaster. But, but I do what I can, you know, I can make cookies for kids on Friday night. Right. <laughs> and, um, you can, you just do the best that you can. And I think we can see parts of that Proverbs 31 woman coming out. You know, I think it's just kind of a, a picture of, um, of just different glimpses of, of what we all are. You mm-hmm. know? And, um, and so uh, whether it's, you know, this kind of mom or this kind of mom, mm-hmm. the bottom line is, is we're going to be glorifying the Lord. In Amen. So, yeah. Amen. How would you encourage moms who are overwhelmed and wanting or feeling like they need to be all things? Um. I would think, because there's times when I have gotten overwhelmed, because even, like, I bet there's so many moms right now, if it's, you know, August, you know, August, Going back to school and... All the back to school, the soccer getting started up, you know, football, the different busy, busy things that can go on right now. It can get overwhelmed when you look at your schedule and the carpools and all of this stuff. And and I think it's... um, good to not to remind ourselves that God is able to help us through the everyday. And mm-hmm. so when you've got 50 things going on and you lose your car keys or you run out of gas or you've got, um, you're late for an appointment to, to remember that God is able to get you through all those things. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, I remember a time when, when I did lose my car key or I, 
Yeah, I think I lost my car keys. My neighbor loaned me her car. I was late to an appointment, but I wasn't charged, you know, for the appointment for being late. And you just look back on your day and you see how, even though it was chaotic, God takes you through mm-hmm. every step. And so to, to even when the schedule looks more than you can handle, know that God is going to walk you through each point of your schedule and he's going to get you through it. and you'll make it, you'll go to sleep at night, you'll get up the next morning and his mercies are new every morning, you know? Right. And so just to take a deep breath and, and I'm speaking to myself in this, <laughs> I, you know, I, I can't get overwhelmed. I've just kind of trust the Lord that he will take us through. You have a sense of humor about it. You know, I think yeah. the sense of humor goes the longest way because and, and my dad had a great sense of humor. My grandmother had a great sense of humor. And I think to have a great sense of humor in a household that's chaotic is just really key. So. Yeah. Now, maybe just a little bit off topic, but you have an awesome legacy, grandfather and your mom, obviously. What legacy have you taken from them? Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, actually. But um, I... I think it's their love for the word and Mm -hmm. they absolutely love scripture. My grandmother, who I was very close to, I've named after her. I named my oldest daughter after Ruth Bell. And, um, but, uh, she loved God's word and she Mm -hmm. would sit on her bed. She would have, um, tons of translations of scripture. I mean, all these 14 and she had them all laid out and she would just study a verse and look at the verse in each scripture, you know, each translation. And we just, we would sit there and discuss scripture and, and, the older she got, she couldn't, she wasn't mobile. So she would sit there. She was like, right, truth, I'm like a mouse on a glue board. She was like, I can't move. You know, I'm just stuck here. So she would pray, she would study her Bible. And we would talk back and forth about different passages of scripture. My mom, I would wake up in the mornings and I would always find my mom on her knees praying in our living room and reading her Bible. And I'd come home from school and she would be studying, you know, preparing a message, Mm -hmm. you know, at her, in front of her typewriter back then, you know, (laughs) but but preparing that my dad late at night, because he was a night owl, I would go downstairs and he would be in his, he had a tiny little study. It was like a closet and he would be on his knees praying um, at night. And my grandfather, um, it was so special because he traveled, you know, mm. oh my growing up, he was always doing crusades and stuff. And then the last um, 10 or 12 years, he was at home most of the time. And we would go up and visit him all the time. And he had scripture um, blown up because his eyes, he couldn't see as good. And so he would have um, his staff like blow up scripture. So it was really big letters. Yeah. And so he could read it and memorize it. And, and we would sit there and talk and talk and talk about the Bible and um, people coming to Christ for hours. And that's, mm. when, he, that's when he came to life. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I saw it in them. I saw how they love the Bible. And, um, and so I, I took that from them. You know, I just really love it. And so I think that's the key again, is just, yeah. they, they need to see it. So. Yeah. And now you're passing on that legacy to your daughters. That's, that's just beautiful and amazing. Now we're almost at the end of the show, but is there anything else that you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there? Um, I think 
one thing that has been uh, something that I've learned and something that I remember my grandmother and my mom telling me as well is it's important to give your kids time, like give mm. them your, your own time. So we're, we are busy moms. We've got all these things going on and preparing even at night for the next day or whatever. But but the way it's worked out, every single night, I sit on each of my kids' beds. I go to their rooms and I sit down at their bed, and then they just will talk, and girls can talk, you know. So <laughs> it be different with boys. You might have to drag it out of them. But, but girls, like, they just pour out their hearts because they just mm. sit there and I just listen. And, um, and, you know, a lot of times it's given, you know, I'll say some stuff and they'll share some more. And, and sometimes I've got one daughter that she just wants to talk and doesn't want me to tell her much, you know, but she just wants me to listen. But, but just having that listening ear and letting them get it off their chest, you know, so, so they're not, they're not harboring or holding it in. And, um, and then it just kind of gives them a release, you know, and they have mm. somebody they know they can trust and talk to. And, and so I just think it's important to give our kids that kind of time. And, and I think we have a lot of things we can fill our time with, but as a mom, if you have chosen to be a mom, I think that that needs to be a priority that you give Amen. your kids time. And even if it's, I don't get a lot of sleep. I'm exhausted. I walk around exhausted. Oh my God. I know. But I think one day, one year, maybe I'll get some sleep. But but for now, I'm just going to, you know, if it's one o'clock in the morning, it's okay. You know, I just go to bed tired. But but I think that's one thing that we need to sacrifice. You know, we just give them that time. Yeah, I completely understand. You know, it's like, I'm tired. And sometimes my two and a half year will be like, mommy, you tired. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah. I am. And I'm about to sneak a nap in your room. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I know. I used to do that when they were playing. I'd conk out when they were little. But <laughs> so I remember waking up and they had little toys on top of me, like playing. <laughs> I fall asleep. Oh. Well, Rachel Ruth, thank you so much for coming on the Gems of Motherhood oh. podcast. It was so awesome to have you on the show and just sharing all the little gem nuggets that you have. Well, thank you so much. I, I enjoyed it so much. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for taking time to do something like this to help mothers. Absolutely. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you will find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you're fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Stay tuned for the next episode next week.